Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What is going on, Boat Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. And this week for our midterm, brought to you by MyBookie.com, we have horse racing odds looking at the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Now, I mentioned this several times in the pod in a second, but I have to say, when I think Kentucky Derby, I think funny hats, I think funny suits. I think occasionally Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, but most of all, I think mint juleps, which is probably why you shouldn't listen to me about betting on the Kentucky Derby, but I will say I sought you guys some advice and brought in horse racing expert Brandon Karam. Now, you might think that that's a familiar name because he was on the pod to talk MLB preseason or early in season odds on the long shots to win the World Series and things like that. But I want to point out, you'll find out in a minute, that Brandon is an expert when it comes to horse racing, has a lot of familial experience with the sport, and has been watching it since he was a young, young kid. So, without further ado, let's stop listening to me talk about men juleps and start listening to Brandon talk about the sport of horse racing and the Kentucky Derby this weekend. All right, we are joined once again by Brandon from Syracuse. Um, Brandon, you'll remember, is a part of the MLB Daily Podcast. Big baseball fan helped some of us place our MyBookie bets back at the start of the baseball season. But Brandon, you're also a horse guy. <laughs> right? Yes, I am. Uh, I am from Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, that's where I've lived my entire life. That's where I grew up. Um, and there is, during the summer, a huge horse racing meet there for 40 days every summer. Um, tracks like at least like 30,000 people on, on a daily basis. Um, just crazy to see like our small town of 25,000 people, uh, just absolutely explode during the summer. But yes, big horse racing fans, certainly very excited for this Saturday. So obviously this Saturday is the Kentucky Derby, like any betting website, my bookie has a bunch of odds, the Kentucky Derby. Can you talk us through like as a horse racing fan, how early on in your life did you start watching things like the Kentucky Derby? Obviously, Saratoga being right there at home, but like the bigger national landscape of this. 
Um, I can remember being like, I don't know, like seven or eight years old and, and, and watching the races. My, my family comes from a huge horse racing background. They've owned and trained horses for like 30 years now. Um, they, they still own and train horses. So I can remember being like a little kid with the family sitting down and being able to, to watch the, the triple crown races and especially the Kentucky Derby. Well, and I, and I go, first of all, when I think of Kentucky Derby references and like memories, I'm thinking of fancy but college aged attire and mint juleps and like little silver cups with a bunch of crushed ice and probably too much bourbon. But my, <laughs> so I hope that your childhood memories are a little bit different. <laughs> um, my other question I was going to ask is if your family's involved in these horse racing, uh, horse races and horse racing, is there. I mean, not to put you on the spot, is there a horse that we might recognize or a name we might remember from at all? Or are you very focused on Saratoga itself? Uh, I'm, I'm more focused on, on Saratoga itself. Um, but uh, the so like without getting too off topic, the horses that my family own and train, they're called harness horses, which is like a completely different like sport um, in its own. They're not the type of horses that you'll see uh, on Saturday, but you're still very connected with with this sport uh still get to meet a bunch of like these jockeys and famous trainers that uh i'll be talking about and that we'll be able to see uh on saturday so like not like of any horses that like um you guys would would know or anything you know like no american pharaohs or anything like that (laughs) but um certainly a uh interesting way to make a a living for sure um so if you were and i don't mean to to put your age out there on front street too much if you are a horse if you remember these races from when you were like seven that means like american pharaoh justify those are two big moments in your life as a fan right those are oh big, yeah. like you're a kid when american pharaoh happens i guess you're a little bit older when justify happens um talk me through as a kid that's into this sport right that is really enjoying watching this um what are those moments like at a household where everyone's involved in this uh pretty incredible i mean obviously the the triple crown starts with the kentucky derby and um up until when american pharaoh won it in 2015 there hadn't been a triple crown winner since i think like 1978 so there was like a 38 year gap uh in between the the two triple crown winners so i mean it was absolutely Absolutely insane to to see a horse win the triple crown especially in today's era especially when i was alive i mean like talking to my dad who has been a horse racing fan like his whole life i mean he was like it, it was insane for for him to see something like that because it had been so long and it's something that you know we watch every single year but yes i certainly remember american pharaoh very well justify even better um it's it, it's awesome especially when you see these horses win the kentucky derby the first leg of the triple crown um and then it's like oh like what do you well, like you know like do we really think this horse has a chance? And then they win the second race, which is the Preakness, and then the third race, which is the Belmont Stakes, which concludes the Triple Crown, and which I will actually be at in attendance this year um, at my first ever Triple Crown race in person. So that will certainly be very exciting. Um, but yes, I do remember those those two very very well. We're gonna talk some about the Kentucky Derby specifically because obviously that's this Saturday. Um, I think the difficulty in the Triple Crown is they're very different races so <laughs> obviously picking some long shot to win the triple crown would be a bajillion to one if you were ever to find somewhere with those kinds of odds what do you see as a fan that's watched this closely as the biggest difference in horses 
that like what does it take to win the Kentucky versus Preakness versus Belmont? Like those are very very different races. Um, you know, so it's really interesting because these horses usually only race like once every like month. Sometimes these horses have like six or seven months in between uh, their 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 races. And that's not saying that there isn't horses that come back and race like two or three weeks after they, they do race. But it's very taxing on these horses to to win the Triple Crown um, and, and to race. Um, I believe it's it ends up being like three times in the span of five weeks, um, just about. So it's, you know, obviously for a horse for the horses that are uh, used to not racing that often, um, it can be very tiring on the horse, and that's why we just don't see it very often, especially because all three races are set at a different a distance. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is a mile and a quarter. And uh, most notably, the the Belmont is a mile and a half, so you have an extra quarter of a mile there. Um, and the 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 distance that horse races are set at is super important. Um, there's actually like certain types of horses that run short races, certain types that run longer races, like the Kentucky Derby. And if you're watching other races on Saturday that lead up to the Kentucky Derby, you'll see there's some horses that race on the dirt, some that race on the grass. So there's a bunch of different like categories of horses that you'll see uh racing so for a horse to win three pretty distinct races against like the best competition um is super impressive and that's why we just don't see it very often very impressive and truthfully i think that it's this is my track mind right like one of the sports i did in high school I, i threw i didn't run i guess but like the person that wins the 800 is not typically also the person that wins the, the 400 or the 100 right those are typically very different athletes and while a mile and a quarter versus a mile and a half doesn't sound like a huge difference that is a very different type of race even if you're just looking at like the record times right like there's significantly di- like it's a solid i think almost a minute like it's a longer race you gotta like pace yourself a bit more um anyway it's just it's interesting to see as someone like a lay person like myself i'm like always struck somewhat in awe um because truthfully, these are very majestic animals that are big, strong, fast, pretty. They're thoroughbreds. So they're obviously like the like cream of the crop. Um, can I ask you, obviously, you mentioned American Pharaoh and Justify and their um, Triple Crowns. Has there ever been a surprising disappointment, like a horse that you thought was a surefire thing in one of these big races we'd understand? Maybe one that a, a listener that like actually watches these things more often might remember even that you're like, Obviously, like any Triple Crown is a good surprise, but any bad surprises over the years that you remember? Actually, yes. Um, you would be surprised, but the favorite more often than not ends up not winning um, these these big races, um, especially the Kentucky Derby. I mean, we're talking about a field of 20 horses this year, and horse racing is already super unpredictable as it is. And when we get into the odds, I mean, you'll certainly see why. I mean, like I think the shortest horse – um is like plus 300 or something at least for the uh certain type of odds which i'll get into i'll break all that down but you know you you don't see the favorite um win as often as as you would think compared to other races just because the sheer volume of horses that are in these races um i mean i can think back i think it was like 2000 2008 or 2009 there was a horse called mind that bird it was 50 to 1 that ends up 
winning the Kentucky Derby. Massive upset, but um, it's certainly not out of the question that, like, you know, one of these huge long shots can come through, um, especially in a big race like the Kentucky Derby. Definitely, and I think that's part of, again, as a layperson, it feels like a crapshoot because it's not crazy to see some crazy upset happen. As a layperson, I feel like most of us would just put money on the favorites and enjoy the race. And like you're saying, the favorite doesn't often have a shot here. It's usually actually somebody else. Um, so I got to ask, before we get into making picks and things like that, how would how would you pick? First of all, what is a favorite? How do you get to be a favorite if the favorites rarely win this thing? So the way that horse racing odds work, if you're at the track or if you're going to be betting on your th- on your phone through like one of these horse racing apps, like um, there's apps like TBG, Twinspires, there, there, there's a bunch where you can just uh, download and put money into your account. The way the odds work is whichever horse has the most amount of money on it, win money um, on it, ends up being the favorite. So if... You know, someone like, I know you're a Texas guy, someone like Mattress Mac comes in, and I know that he does bet on the Kentucky Derby, and he puts a million dollars on a horse, it's going to significantly switch the odds for a lot, or for for all the horses. Um, It's called paramutual betting, which means that all the odds are set by what the general public is betting. There is no a bookmaker, it's just all set by the, the general public. Here, where the the picks I'm going to be making and um on my my bookie these are set odds so you could actually end up with like a nice overlay here where you you know you could take a horse at plus 800 um on on uh my bookie and then on by the time the race starts the horse could be down to like plus 400 so you're actually getting better odds than what the public perceives as um those odds so it's pretty interesting because you can get great overlays on these bets um especially for horse racing when when you when you approach the betting like this well and that's a great plug for my bookie so i feel like we gotta take the time to do the plug uh my bookie can double your deposit up to a thousand us dollars using code fn sports anytime anywhere any place using my bookie app or my bookie.com again they have all kinds of odds on the uh, Kentucky Derby this weekend. That's what we're talking about. Obviously, that's what gets the odds in a second. You'll get to hear what Brandon picks specifically or what odds or what bets he would put money on to win the race. I will say that my book is a great website for all different. It includes your cryptocurrencies. You can do all kinds of different things and feed it into US dollars. And use code FN Sports W deposit up to a thousand US dollars. So use my book to bet anything, anytime, anywhere at mybookie.com. Now, Brandon, if that's how the odds work in a betting sense and my bookie, it sounds like you could actually, you know, steal some money on it feels like with this. Um, How do you form, like, how do you pick, if you're my bookie putting odds out this far in advance, how do you pick a favorite? Like what leads to, to, to the Saturday? So there's in early November, there's a huge horse racing event called the Breeders' Cup, which is essentially like the Olympics of horse racing. You're seeing horses from all these different categories, um, short horses, long horses, um, horses that race on the grass, like I was saying earlier, and they all race. Um, and so you can kind of see which horses um, then are could be potential contenders. And then from that point in early November up until like really two weeks ago, they have Kentucky Derby prep races and so the 20 horses that are entered for the Kentucky Derby for this Saturday 
they had the 20 most points. Like it's a point system for these horses. Based on how you do on these prep races, um, you get a certain amount of points and then you need enough points to qualify for the race. So there's a bunch of different races that these horses have been have been racing in um, throughout the country. I mean, there's, there's, there's horses that are actually from overseas that are in this race, um, horses from California, New York, a few Kentucky horses. Um, but, you know, I've been trying to keep track as, as best as I could, um, you know, over the last few months um, of these horses and a bunch of these horses I've got the opportunity to actually watch race a few times so you can kind of base it on that uh, there's actually like a good amount of these horses that have already raced against each other so you have a little bit of, of data to work with um, already um, when when you're going to place bets on these horses and when they're going to make the odds. All right, so you mentioned you've watched some of these horses race and race each other. Before I get to what picks that means you've made, what races did you get to see? What was your, like, if you're studying tape, right, the way people watch tape on a football, what what are you watching for this? So there was a really big race called the Wood Memorial, which um, takes which took place, um, I believe, like late January. Um, that's a, a, a really big prep race, and actually the horse that has the rail spot in the race the number one horse got to watch that horse race called mo donegal um there's a horse epicenter which won the louisiana derby and i will certainly be talking about that horse in a little bit got to watch uh that horse race and then really you can go on like on like a youtube or any like streaming app and just type in these horses names and you'll be able to go and back and watch them race and you'll probably recognize a bunch of the other horses that are in the Kentucky Derby that they were racing against at the time. So you can certainly look at that um, to, you know, try to make your picks because, like, yes, it is a crapshoot, but there is still a lot of skill involved with horse betting. Like, yes, there is luck, but at the end of the day, um, you do have a lot of uh, things that you can you can work off of to make your picks. Now, I don't mean to continue to build suspense on your picks, but you mentioned watching the horses race. Talk to us about the trainers aspect, because while you know, we can speak to the trainers and hear interviews and trainers and like actually dissect the trainers in a way that's a little less gross than dissecting the horses um, as the animals involved in this. And also the trainers have more experience. Trainers can do this year after year after year after year, whereas the horses have such a short window to really watch. Um what do you look for in trainers or brands or groups of people involved in this? Because it feels like that's also important. It's extremely important. Um, the trainer might be the most important aspect of, of some of these horses. Every trainer has a significantly different training style. Um, and these trainers that are involved in this race, um, they are the top of the top i mean you're talking about some guys like um there's this trainer brad cox who he has won the last two years the trainer of the year award he's made the m most amount of uh purse money over the last two years um out of any other trainer he actually has three horses entered in the kentucky derby um there's a trainer steve asmussen he has the all-time record in i believe north america for most wins ever he's won like seven thousand races in his career um and a bunch of other big name trainers that i'll get to but it's it's extremely important and um you know i wouldn't um 
you know, when when you do hear these trainers talk about their horses, of course they are going to talk their horses up and because it's the best they can do. I mean, the, they aren't going to go and say that, that, that these horses are, uh, you know, not good. But you can really learn a lot about how they feel about specific horses just by uh, hearing them talk about them. So it's super important to, if you can put the time in, to go and watch a few interviews and see, see how, how they view these horses. You know, much like any sort of training in sports, it feels like there is controversy in all of this always. Um, what <laughs> you're nodding and grinning like this is a common thing. What are some late controversies you can talk about that, you know, not that anything's crazy going to happen this year, because why would anything crazy happen this year? But th these are people. People are flawed. What what are some flaws and recent stories in that? You know, it's a great question. Um, so. When you look at the last two Triple Crown winners, which was American Pharaoh and a Justify, of course, they were both trained by the same guy, this guy named Bob Baffert. And he's won, I think, five Kentucky Derbies in his lifetime. Actually, his horse won the race last year. Um, and then after the race was over, a few months later, a drug test comes back. Turns out the horse was on some drugs that are not allowed um, for the race. And because of that... He's actually banned from entering horses um, in this race, and he is one of the most well-renowned trainers in the world. He, like, even though he 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 doesn't uh, rack up the amount of purse money that that uh, some of these other trainers do, he wins the biggest races year after year. It seems so. For him to not be involved um, in the race this year um, is really big, um, and it's actually interesting because. Because he's not involved, he still, in a way, is involved, where he kind of gave his horses off to this other trainer um, that will be, that um, his name is Tim Yachtin, and we're going to be talking about him with a few of my picks. But, um, so he's still somewhat involved, but he will not be there. Um, you will not see him. He will not, if, if one of these horses win, it's not his anymore. He does not officially train these horses anymore. But it's important to note that the, these horses that I do talk about, he did train them from when they were born up until about like six months ago. So super important um, to just know that. But he's certainly a very controversial figure. Um, I guess you could kind of compare him to like, I don't know, a team like the Yankees where he's winning all the time, winning all the time. And now all of a sudden, um, just not involved. So this is like, it was a huge development to, to come out over the last few months that he's not allowed to enter any of, of his horses specifically. Well, not because I have an Astros hat on. And I remember some conversations from our MLB pod, but does that make like the controversy of last year, like that whole letter that got opened recently or no, I'm sure. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So interesting. So there's potential controversy every year. It sounds like even fairly recently. Um, all right. So you mentioned that the trainers will come up when we make our picks. So, Let's look at these odds. Uh, Epicenter on my bookie is the favorite at plus 425. Uh, so part of me would say, put money on the favorite. Part of me as a college kid would have said, put money on the best name. And Mo Denegal, I think is the best name. I, I think it's, it's certainly an interesting one. Uh, I also think that like White Abario is an interesting name. They're at plus 1025. Um, you know, Tiz the Bomb is always a fun, like, interesting one too and then at the teacher in me the last thing i'll say is that the name summer is tomorrow feels weirdly mm. like present <laughs> and that's at plus six thousand and fifty. so i'd be like i gotta put a couple books on that one <laughs> um that's the worst way to do that is <laughs> to just go with the names you've done your research you understand how this sport works you understand how these people work 
how do you look at this list of odds on my bookie? Uh, so obviously Epicenter is the favorite, and the way I'm going to break down my picks here, um, I kind of made two tiers of, of horses I like. I, I'm going to talk about six horses out of the 20, which is a lot, but I want to make sure I can touch on, uh, let's just say, I, I'm trying to cover all my bases here. I, I would hate <laughs> to talk about six horses and be wrong, but it's certainly a possibility. Epicenter is really interesting um, at those odds because uh, the morning line odds, which is what the track sets prior to the race, and they're already out now. Th that's what the track expects the odds to be when the race uh, goes off. And Epicenter is at 7-2, to two, so plus 350. So you're actually getting quite a bit of a value there if you were to take that now and we'll probably go off as the favorite um it's between epicenter and this horse called zandon which i'm going to touch on but epicenter was the first horse i wrote down um this horse won a big prep race called the louisiana derby um has a jockey named joel rosario who is considered one of if not the best jockey in the world has um steve asmussen that trainer who has the win record he's the winningest trainer in thoroughbred racing um and this is a really good spot for this horse i think that um this horse is probably the one to beat um certainly a very interesting spot for epicenter here and the jockey trainer combo is also something to look at trainers prefer to use certain jockeys and Steve Asmussen, he sometimes uses Joel Rosario, um, but to see him on a uh, on this horse, especially in the Kentucky Derby, is super interesting to me. Um, so that you know, Epicenter have to touch have to touch on him. Um, certainly a contender, and would not be surprised whatsoever um, if he does pull it off. The second horse I wrote down um, is the number eight Charge It. So this horse on my my bookie comes in at plus 14 15 the morning line odds so what the track expects is 20 to 1 actually so could potentially be a little bit of a long shot here um super interesting horse here so in that horse's prep race um the last race that it ran um the gate opened and the horse kind of got a really bad start it bumped into the gate got shuffled way into the back ends up uh, having a huge run in the stretch and gets second place in the Florida Derby, which is a very big prep race as well. Um, trained by a guy named Todd Pletcher, who has been one of the best trainers over the last 20 years. He's specifically really good with young horses, like two-year-olds and then, of course, three-year-olds, which is what the Kentucky Derby is made up of, as just three-year-old horses. Um, so that horse I'm interested in. Luis Saez, the jockey, is also very formidable. Um, and I think that this horse, even though 20 to 1 on what the track thinks, I think that the my bookie odds at plus 14, 15 are much closer to where I can see that horse being. That's my second choice. And then real quick, my third choice is this horse, Taliba. So this is one of the horses that Bob Baffert um, gave to this Tim Yachtin trainer. Um, this horse won a prep race called the Santa Anita Derby. Um, has won both races in its careers, two for two. Um, and the jockey, Mike Smith, he's won the Kentucky Derby twice in his career, was the jockey for um, Justify when the horse won the Triple Crown. 
So certainly has a lot of experience. He's actually one of the older jockeys. I think he might be over like 50 years old or something <laughs> like that. Still a very, very good jockey. And uh, let's see the the my bookie odds here for Taliba sitting at plus nine twenty five. Um, I think it might be a little short um, compared to where we might see the horse actually go off. I think you could get like ten to one or something um, on t- or it's Taiba. Excuse me, Taiba, not Taliba. Taiba. Um, but the twelve Taiba. I'm look. I'm looking at um, certainly the eight Charge it and then three Epicenter um, is. Probably my top three horses here, though. The three that, um, when you consider the odds, I think have the best value here. Interesting that the favorite would still have the best odds. I guess that's probably a fairly strong case. I, I want to stress that the the longest odds you're picking there is charge it at plus 14, 15. Um, are there any, obviously you mentioned like you can have big upsets in this thing. Are there any one that's at plus 2000 or more that you're like, oh, that, you know, it might be worth throwing a small one there. Um, yeah, there, there is a few. I think the, the horse a closest to plus 2000 is the seven crown pride, which is sitting at plus 1840. This horse, um, won a big prep race in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's trained by a Japanese trainer and, uh, and the, the jockeys actually from France. So a bunch of different countries combining here for the connections on this horse. Plus 1840, super interesting. That's one of the horses I have in my second tier here. Um, and then a Tis the Bomb. Um, you know, you said you that you like that horse, the, the, the name. The name. <laughs> um, plus, plus 3120 is um, actually great odds here. I think that that horse is a super live long shot. Um, and... You know, I don't think that this horse is going to get much um, attention. You know, the trainer is this guy named Kenny McPeak. He's certainly um, a solid trainer, but he's not a, up to the, the, the caliber of some of those other trainers I talked about. And um, that's a very live, live long shot, I think. Um, and you're getting plus 3120. I don't think it would hurt to throw a, a few bucks there. Um, and I would not be shocked if a horse like Tis the Bomb did come in and win this. So, it sounds like it wouldn't be crazy for one of these plus extremely big numbers to come in and win, but you also see value in the favorite. Um, can I ask, where, what are you doing for the Kentucky Derby? This is an event of sorts. Are you doing it with your friends at school? Are you going, again, you're from Saratoga. Is there some big place to go home for the horse races? What are you doing? Uh, I think I'm just going to be staying here at school, actually. Um, I'm actually like in the middle of finals week. Well, not finals week yet, but... I will be taking finals on um, Monday. So I think I'm just going to stay here at school, um, try to explain the, to my friends the best way I can um, exactly what's, what's going on and um, who, who they should be throwing a few bucks on. But no, I think just hanging out with a few friends at school and we'll for sure be uh, watching the races. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's such a big event. You can't miss it, especially someone like me who's such a big fan. I wouldn't clear out my schedule, make sure that any, you know, I, I will be watching for sure. Well, and with finals on Monday, I wouldn't recommend having too many mint juleps. <laughs> but what I will say is that it is a spectacle. It's a fun thing to watch uh, while people are watching and upset because they, you know, put too much money on epicenter or didn't put enough on just the palm. Where can they find you at Brandon? Uh, I will be at Brandon underscore Karam on Twitter. 
Um, and then I'm also very active on the MLB Daily Pod Twitter. Um, of course, we do do daily baseball content seven days a week. We're coming out with a podcast about a half an hour long. Um, but certainly you can come and find me um, wherever on Twitter and at me. And uh, <laughs> please please get mad at me. I love, I love the interactions on Twitter between um, people, especially when it comes to sports arguments. I'm, I'm right up there. I love to hear everyone's opinions, especially about horse racing. <laughs> yeah. So Obviously, if you wouldn't come at you for that or baseball, uh, again, the MLB Daily Podcast as well. And then hopefully we get someone to win the first two legs here. And we come back to you and talk about the fun of a triple crown at the other end of this thing. Because that I mean, obviously that's the thing we we'll hope for because that's the fun thing to track the historic thing. Uh, but, Brandon, it's been great to have you on. It's awesome to talk uh, baseball and now horse racing. It's been great to have you on the show, bud. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on once again. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. Friends, that was another edition of FN Sports. Do you feel more informed and educated about horse racing? It's a great sport. It's a lot of fun. I have to admit, it's really interesting to hear someone so passionate about it like Brandon speak because honestly... I remember mostly getting this thing as a college kid that really, really wanted to enjoy all the festivities around it, the great traditions and stuff surrounding it, but hearing more about it from someone who's been in this for a much longer part of his life and who weirdly is also in college and probably thus more mature than I was in college is a really, really fun way to look at it. Thank you so much, Brandon, for joining us today. Again, you can follow him at Brandon underscore Karam. That's Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore Karam, K-A-R-A-M on twitter he's also part of the mlb daily podcast that will be available on all of your various streaming platforms make sure you go check all that out on your spotify your apple pods whatever you can also contact him through their twitter at mlb daily pod again on twitter he's part of the belly Up sports network and a very avid horse racing fan you can find me and my personal stuff on twitter and instagram at painsworth 512 that's p-a-i-n-s-w-o-r-t-h 512 on twitter and instagram I'll be posting things like my tally sports picks, my lots of L's on sneakers. I'm still upset about the Mombasito Kobe Bryant's from the weekend. <laughs> I'll also talk about like the, my disparaging Texas Longhorns, how they got no one drafted, and the NBA playoffs as they go on. But more importantly, I'll be posting all of the various things I'm producing or a part of that's podcast, that's writing, etc. So make sure you follow all that stuff at Painsworth512 on Twitter 
and Instagram. You can also find the editor of this show, our intern, Chris Sliwa. On Twitter, he's at Chris underscore Sliwa7. That's Chris underscore Sliwa7. And on Instagram, it's the same thing, but without the underscore. This show has an Instagram and a Twitter as well. On Instagram, we're at F underscore N underscore sports. That's at F underscore N underscore sports. And on Twitter, we're at F-I-N-S-B-U-R-T-S number two. That's F-N sports two, F-I-N-S-B-U-R-T-S number two. All one word on Twitter. And both of those social media handles, you can go to Linktree in the bio. From the Linktree, you to get to all of our sponsors, including my bookie. Or you can use code F-N sports to double your deposit up to $1,000. US And you can also find access to our merch store, in which you have various t-shirts and hoodies that are charitably sold each month each month is a different charity the month of may is als awareness month so in honor of lou gehrig and an effort to get rid of als we're selling lou gehrig slash yankee slash just navy and white pinstripe themed t-shirts and hoodies so make sure you go support that all proceeds go to the als association to help fund research to how to get past this disease so let's make sure you go support a great cause support the show grab a shirt from the merch store available at the link tree on all of our social media handles make sure you go check that out you can also support the show for free by downloading subscribing rating reviewing do all the wonderful things to help with the podcast doing a couple different platforms and whatever you do when it comes to sports don't flunk with us later guys Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.